Titans head coach Mike Vrabel could be out of a job if he loses at home against the Carolina Panthers. And it's fair to question whether he's the right man for the job. We'll talk about that and more in today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. Today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Is Mike Vrabel the man for the job? He could be out of a job if he loses to the Carolina Panthers in week 12. Diving into the tape on what will Levis look like in week 11 against the Jags. And I think the Titans crush the Panthers this weekend to save Mike Vrabel's job. So we're going to get into all of that. Before we do, thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, again, Tyler Rowland, nearly 25 years as a certified Tennessee Titans fanatic, a staff writer for Sports Illustrated over at alltitans.com, and, of course, a film junkie ready to dive into the X's and O's with you guys. Tomorrow is What's Next Wednesday. We're going to take a look ahead at some of the lineup decisions the Titans have to make, talk more about what the Titans need to do on offense and, and win this game against the Carolina Panthers. But uh, what it comes down to for me when you talk about Mike Rabel, And I hate the discourse because it's so black and white right now. It's so, uh, the roster's bad, so Mike Vrabel's not at fault at all. Or, fire Mike Vrabel, it's all his fault. It's all in between. When I always find myself in the middle. The roster is bad. That's the truth. The roster is bad. We all know it. We've known it for quite some time now. But that doesn't completely absolve a coach of all wrongdoing. That doesn't immediately, when a roster is bad, doesn't mean that the the Titans coaches are now completely blameless. And let's be honest here. We say that the Titans roster is bad. A lot of you guys in my comment section every week were predicting the Titans to have a winning record. At the end of the day, you look at the Titans on defense. They've got a ton of money in their defensive line with Key and Autry and Simmons and Landry. They should have been better than what they were. You got a $10 million safety in Imani Hooker. They had Kevin Byard for six weeks. Christian Fulton and Roger McCreary are second-round picks. You brought in Sean Murphy Bunting as a free agent, so clearly you liked him, and that's the new regime. So to me, the talent on the defensive side of the ball, at least, is not as bad as the defense has been. We could talk about the offensive line and the wide receivers and you're playing a rookie quarterback and all that. All we want on offense, sure. But on defense, the Titans roster talent is not as bad on defense as their team is. As the actual team on the field is. So, to me, there is a middle ground here of we can acknowledge that the roster is not great. The talent level is not as high as it has been before under Mike Vrabel. But at the same time, point to things that the Titans don't do well under Mike Vrabel. When have the Titans ever been a good special teams 
team, <laughs> right? Like they blocked a couple of kicks in 2019. I think it was 2021. They were average. But when have the Titans made a game-changing play in the return game? When have the Titans blocked a field goal? They partially blocked one that still went in this weekend. When have the Titans blocked a big field goal? When have the Titans blocked a punt? When have the Titans returned a kickoff? Like, the Titans special teams is never benefit. It's never a, a, a good factor. All right? And I want to bring this up. In Mike Vrabel's press conference on Monday, he said that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the better coach team and that they've got the better team. You picked your coaches. And I know that Mike Vrabel, it's press conference Mike Vrabel. He's probably just saying what he can. Just laying on the sword. Hey, they have better coaches. They have a better team. My roster sucks. I'm not doing a great job either. Trying to find it in between. But they're better coach. You picked your coaches. We, I feel like that's lost in this conversation. Mike Vrabel redid his coaching staff this year. So when Mike Vrabel says that they, have, they are better coached, is he saying that he picked the wrong coaching staff this year? That he tried to evolve his coaching staff and he just made it even worse? Is that what he's saying? Because the development of not only your players, but your coaches and how you assemble your staff is also important in the evaluation of a coach outside of just how bad or good their roster is. A lot of coaches with a good roster could be good. And let's talk about this. When was Mike Vrabel hired? Mike Vrabel was hired after the Titans went 9-7 and and won a playoff game. He took over a good roster a roster that needed a coach and a quarterback to elevate it. That's what it needed. All right? Well, is Mike Vrabel the man to build a good roster? Is he the coach to develop young players into a good roster? Is that the type of coach Mike Vrabel is? Because, again, I've said it all week, and a lot of you guys get on me. Mike, Mike Vrabel's not a good coach. He's not. Mike Vrabel is a good coach, but that doesn't mean he's the right coach for the Titans because I've said it all week, and I'm going to keep saying it. The Titans don't just need a singer right now. They need someone who can write the song. The Titans don't just need a driver. They need someone who can build the engine as well. The Titans don't just need a rapper to get on the verse. They need someone who can make the beat, record the hook, master the audio. The Titans need somebody who's going to be able to build this thing up. And Mike Vrabel, to me, seems like a hard-nosed, old-school, conservative coach that will, with a good roster full of veteran players, Drive them to the right place. He won't make any mistakes. He won't let the team beat themselves. He'll just take a good roster and make sure it does what it's supposed to. But is he going to take a bad roster with a bunch of young players that the Titans are getting ready to draft and elevate them and develop them into good players? I have my doubts. And if you want to have your doubts about that, you are fair to do that. It's unbelievable that there are people right now who are saying, hey, roster's bad, can't criticize Mike Vrabel. Roster's bad, can't judge any of his work. Roster's bad, no evaluation of the coaching staff. Roster's too bad. And I'm sorry, you can admit that the roster is bad and also still expect some development here. Where are the developing players? Burks, worse. Chickaconqua, worse. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer got worse. Aaron Brewer moved to center and is still not good enough. You look on defense, Rashad Weaver had five and a half sacks last year, getting back-to-back inactives two out of the last three weeks. Christian Fulton, has he gotten better? Molden moved to safety, has he gotten better? What about the linebackers? Monty Rice was supposed to be a starter. Barely even played until last week. 
What about David Long? They develop him into a good starter. Let him go because Mike Vrabel doesn't like him. Like, and back to the special teams point. The Titans have let better players go, like Josh Reynolds or Khalif Raymond. Other players, they have let players go that didn't want to be a part of coverage units or couldn't give them enough value on special teams. But yet the special teams is still not elite ever. So the philosophy is actively hurting the team because it's not resulting in what it's supposed to result in. If you're going to be a team that's old school and hard-nosed and you got to play special teams. I mean, Traylon Burks was playing special teams in his rookie year while getting out-snapped at wide receiver by other players. Like, if you're going to be that way, you better be right about it because you're trying to go the hardest path possible. You're trying to go against the grain. And when you do that, and when you fall as far as the Titans have fallen, last 17 games, they're 3-14. and 14. I don't care if the roster is bad. There are plenty of examples of Mike Vrabel during his tenure where it's examples that tell us he may not be the guy to develop a young roster with a young quarterback. He may not be the guy to do that. And just because the roster is bad doesn't mean that we aren't allowed to question that. And if Mike Vrabel goes out there and gets beat by Frank Reich and Bryce Young at home, they lose on the road. They're terrible on the road. We know that. But if they come home and they lose to that Carolina Panthers team, I am not willing to say with certainty that Amy Adams Strunk will not fire Mike Vrabel in the middle of the season through sheer embarrassment. I don't think it's the most likely outcome, but people tell you that you can't criticize the coaching staff because the roster is bad or that Vrabel is above being fired because the roster is bad. To me, that's, that's letting them off the hook way, way too easy. But with that being said, we're going to talk about Will Levis and what I saw on tape against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place for last-minute tickets. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. You get an accurate view from your seat, and they have a best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's not just last-minute tickets, though. I love using game time for buying tickets, even if I don't want to do it spontaneously, which is usually how I like to do things. But I bought baseball tickets, football tickets, basketball tickets, and it's not just sports. They have comedy. They have musicals. They have theater. They have concerts. I mean, anything you want, you're going to find it on the game time app. So make sure that you download the Game Time app right now. Create an account. Use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NFL. That's L O C K E D O N NFL for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Better. Help Online Therapy. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I got to give a shout out to BetterHelp because they have helped me. Look, it's the end of the year. You guys know how that goes. For some people, it's great. They look forward to the holidays, but it's not like that for everyone. A lot of people struggle with seasonal blues, and the holiday season can bring up some tough memories, quite honestly. And if you're somebody like that, or 
if you're not and you're just looking to be the best version of yourself, I would tell you that you have to check out BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. I love the process of starting. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You could switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's really nice because you got to make sure you have someone who really connects with you, and you're going to be able to do that with BetterHelp. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today, and you're going to get 10% off your, your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about Mike Vrabel at length and how I think there's a fine line between evaluating the coaching staff and letting them off the hook for a bad roster, kind of everything that we know now. I think Mike Vrabel is really under the gun right now, whether some people want to admit it or not, but I want to move forward and do our weekly checkup on Will Levis and what the tape showed against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a weird game, quite honestly, but I think... It was a, an, another week where you could be excited about Will Levis. Before we get into it, though, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. do want to let you guys know, though, Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories in sports with local experts from Locked On, plus national shows. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, so the Jaguars were bringing the heat. All game long. And it was kind of crazy because the Jaguars, we talked about this on Friday. The Jaguars are a heavy, heavy zone coverage team. They had ran the fourth most zone coverage of any team in the NFL coming into the week. They were a team that did blitz. They did blitz. They, they were in the top 12, top half of the league in terms of blitz percentage. So not one of the most blitzing teams in the NFL, but they definitely aren't a team that sits back all the time. Um. In this game, Jacksonville early on played tight man coverage. Like, they came out and pressed coverage early on on a couple early third downs. And then what they did was in the second half, they showed press coverage until literally right before the snap of the ball, and then they bailed out into a zone coverage, usually like cover two. Okay? So they showed the Titans real press man coverage early in the game, and then they faked the press man coverage later and dropped back into zones. Levis made the right decisions, though, and that's really what it, where this gets me. Will Levis made the right decisions, and that's what I was encouraged about. And Mike Vrabel even talked about that on Monday at his press conference. He said he was pretty pleased with the decision-making. There, And he said it himself, and I agree. There are a couple turnover-worthy plays in there. Turnover-worthy play is, you know, throwing a ball into harm's way where it might be intercepted, fumbling the ball, something like that, blah, blah, blah. There were a couple of turnover-worthy throws. I would say like two plays where I think Levis could have caused a turnover with the throw. But overall, he made the right decisions every time. And one that I'm thinking of, a throw to DeAndre Hopkins over the middle on a dig route, was a little high, but I thought he got it to Hopkins' hands. 
they're in a tight spot. They're losing. You got to throw the ball. You got to make a play. Uh, the one that I didn't like, though, and I, I posted this on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, when Will Levis gets out of the sack in the first half, and then he starts backpedaling to his left and throws it to Josh Wiley, and it's almost intercepted because he doesn't see the outside cornerback. Those are plays you can't have. You can't have those. But outside of those two things, he made all of the right decisions about where to throw the football when he had time. When he actually had time to make plays, he delivered perfect strikes. Chris Moore, DeAndre Hopkins. Like when when they gave Levis time to throw, to even set himself and make a decent throw, he was able to make some great throws and he made the right decisions. And we've been talking about decision making the last three weeks. I thought his decisions in this game were great. He had a 148 passer rating, 13 for 17. I mean, it's just so obvious that Levis is promising. Levis is encouraging. You should be optimistic about Will Levis. If this guy was on any kind of team whatsoever on offense, he could be cutting it up right now. Now, he's going to make the turnover-worthy plays. And in the tweet that I posted of the play that I talked about where he escapes the sack and makes the bad throw and it's almost picked, it has some Carson Wentz to it. But on the good side of that, you get some Josh Allen. You get some Matthew Stafford. And if the Titans give... Levis a comfortable surrounding at some point because he's on a rookie quarterback contract and that's what they should be able to do. It's not asking a lot to create that environment for a quarterback when he's on a rookie contract for a second rounder. That's the entire advantage of doing that. So if they can do that, he'll make big plays. He'll make game-winning plays. And he's shown the flashes that we want to see. Like, if you're somebody who wants the Titans to have as high of a draft pick as possible, then Saturday might have been perfect because it was obvious how bad everything around Will Levis was, but he was making great decisions, still made some really awesome plays, but the Titans still lost, and the draft pick gets better. So I could see it from that, but just based on what I saw, the right decisions, the arm talent, under immense pressure, with nobody open, man, there are like three or four third downs that I have noted already where it's like, who is open here? No one's open because the Titans have seven people back blocking, three people into routes, and two of them are Chris Moore and Chigakonkwo or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just tough. It's just tough. And outside of that one game and the film from that one game, let me throw these stats at you to defend Levis a little bit more. Here is... The pressure percentage for Will Levis the last four weeks. This is how how many of his dropbacks he was under pressure. 41 against Atlanta. 41% of his dropbacks under pressure. 52% of his dropbacks against the Steelers. 44% of his dropbacks against the Bucks. 40% of his dropbacks against the Jets. Right now, out of every quarterback in the NFL that has as many dropbacks as Will Levis, He's second in the NFL, 45% of his dropbacks are pressured. Only person higher is Justin Fields. I mean, and you look at some of the advanced stats, and shout out to my guy F-Words Pod on Twitter, Zach Lyons, uh, does a great job with the numbers. Completion percentage over expected, Levis is third. Air yards, Levis is 13th. This is going into this week against the Jags. Expected, um or expected points added plus completion percentage over expected. He's 10th success rate. He's 10th 
Like, when you give him a chance, he's been good. So, the Jags had a great plan. They swallowed the Titans' offense. They only ran like 37 plays or something. The film was 40 minutes, shortest film I've ever seen for a Titans offensive file. Crazy. So, the Jags kept the Titans off the field. They smothered them when they were on the field with by out-coaching them, having a great plan, and then the Titans just don't have the talent to match. So, I guess Mike Vrabel saying that they are a better coach team and a better team. Guess he's right. But it's not Will Levis' fault. With that being said, though, I think the Titans are going to win big this weekend against the Carolina Panthers. I think it's going to save Mike Vrabel's job, and I don't think that we can all be that mad about it. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Look, guys, we're in the middle of the NFL season. It's going fast. It is going fast, okay? Right now is the perfect time to appreciate it, to cherish it, and you can do that on FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers right now get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I told you guys last week, place a $5 money line bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you're going to get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. You got a chance to do that with the Titans this week. I'd bet Titans money line. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of options. You can bet spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Make sure that you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get it on the action this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about Mike Vrabel in the first segment because, let's be honest here, the biggest talking point around this team right now is the job status of Mike Vrabel, for better or for worse. Laid out how I felt about the situation, not saying that Vrabel should be fired right now or anything like that, but I just don't think that it's insane to have the conversations at the end of the day. Talked about that, Will Levis on tape and the pressure that he's been under. So far, it's insane. Um, Now I want to talk about this week, though. I want to spin it forward, get a head start on what's next Wednesday. Before I do, of course, thanks for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. The Titans are a better team than the Panthers. The Titans are at home. Mike Vrabel has historically been great against Frank Reich. The Titans should have the coaching advantage. I believe the Titans have the talent advantage. I also know that the Titans are at home. All right. Some updates. Chris Hubbard, probably going to be out. He got another concussion. He's in his mid-30s. Mike Vrabel is going to take it easy on him. I wouldn't expect to see Chris Hubbard for a while. And if we're honest here, It gives the Titans a reason to play Jalen Duncan and take a look at him and get him reps too. So, you want to prioritize youth. Chris Hubbard is not a guy who's going to be a part of the future for the Titans long term. He's an older player. They got off the scrap heap right before the season. 
maybe bring him back on a swing tackle or something like that. But the Titans shouldn't plan on having Chris Hubbard as their installed right tackle next year. Jalen Duncan, though, if he proves worthy, that's a possibility. Okay? I watched Duncan on tape. I'm going to be honest with you. There isn't a ton of, like, one-on-one stuff. A lot of blocking and play action. A lot of rollout stuff. Um, some run game stuff. I thought he was good. I thought Duncan was good in this game. And, and he was better than I expected. But I don't think it was, like, some crazy, awesome standout performance where you start dancing. But it, I want to see more. I want to see more. I don't think it was dramatically worse than anything else that we saw. And that's promising. So we're going to see Jalen Duncan at right tackle, I would expect, going forward. Dillard and Burks, still not out of concussion protocol, still not ready to roll. I wouldn't expect them to play this week either. Again, concussion guys. Burks had multiple concussions now in multiple years. I wouldn't expect Burks to play for a little while. So we're probably going to get Raidens at left tackle again. And look, Raidens struggled. We have our, I said this last week, we have our answer. Okay, now he has to keep playing now because Dillard's out, Hubbard's out, NPF is out. He has to keep playing now. You can't even say play Duncan because someone's got to play right tackle. But um, probably going to see Raidens and Duncan at offensive tackle for the next few games. So good luck, Will. We just talked about the pressure stats. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting could be back. Uh, That would be helpful. For the Titans, I mean, Christian Fulton got benched again for Trey Avery. They're playing Roger McCreary out of position as a boundary cornerback when he's a slot cornerback. Getting Sean Murphy bunting, who's been their best outside corner this year back, would be very helpful. Definitely. Um, Honestly, though, Carolina, not a lot of, like, big physical receivers that scare you. Jonathan Mingo is is good. I like Mingo uh, coming out of the draft, but he's not somebody who I think is going to make, like, Plays like Mike Evans would. You know what I mean? Like, they're not in the same category there. So, still would like to have Sean Murphy bunting back, though, just so Roger McCreary can go back into the slot. That would be great. Titans started putting Elijah Molden back into the slot last week. It's kind of crazy. But that's what they had to do when they put Trey Avery and Roger McCreary. I mean, think about that. Elijah Molden, Trey Avery, Roger McCreary are your three cornerbacks. With Terrell Edmonds and Imani Hooker and Kayvon Wallace. I mean... You know, it's tough. It's tough. So they need Sean Murphy bunting back. But at the end of the day, despite all of this, again, I think the Titans are going to roll Carolina. I think it would be like the Falcons game, but with less scoring for Carolina. I think we're looking at like 28 to 10, 28, 13, something like that. And it'll save Mike Vrabel's job. It'll get spirits high. Then they have another home game against the Colts after that, which they absolutely could win. And I, I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance that the Titans get a couple of wins here at the end of the year. Two, two now. I thought three. I'll go with two. They're definitely not beating Houston in that game in week 15. So, um, well, watch that now they will because they're a weird team. But the point is, I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to get fired. I think that he's going to hold on to his job. I think they're going to beat Carolina pretty handily next week. I think there's a good chance they beat Indianapolis the week after that. Will they get any more wins after that? I don't know, but that will be enough for Mike Vrabel to retain his job. And if he gets to the offseason, I think there's a good chance that he just keeps the job in general. I know a lot of you guys don't want to hear that, but I think a lot of it has to do with how this team looks at home against a terrible Carolina Panthers team, which, again, I think the Titans win. So with that being said, though, whew, I've been struggling. Stop fighting the sickness, man. It's crazy. Crazy. But anyway, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. That is going to do it 
For me today, folks, as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.